Blog Talk Radio. Everyone does not want to get high with you. 
don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in the car and smoke weed, then come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for weed etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Pop, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Settle down. Students, okay, share, share with the teacher. Share with the teacher. John Point Wonder, who's Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time to get into the hot topics. Uh, let's see. Before we do that, we're going to go to the lines. Okay. All right. Let's do that. We're going to go to the lines, pick up a caller, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get into the hot topics. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You How you do doing tonight, caller? What's up? What's up? What's popping? Hey, what's going on? Everything's good. How you doing? How's everybody? Everybody's fine. We sitting here chilling. And I well, we're not quite in pajamas, but we're gonna let we're gonna let that go right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that one. Yeah, we're gonna let you Woo! hey, however you listen, that's on you. Yeah, we appreciate uh, you listening. Everything is listening. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not going to touch that I'm going to ask what you've been drinking tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking is some been... red motherfucking wine. All right. All right, red wine. Okay. <laughs> that does sound good. Drinking your stuff. <laughs> I see. Nothing Happy wrong with that. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays. Well, thank you. Happy holidays to you. Happy, well. happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to you. Well, we yes, getting ready yes. to get into the hot topics. Okay. All right, Carl. Yes. Well, thank you for checking in. We're going to get right into oh. these hot topics. Okay, get into it. All right, now. All right. <laughs> All right, Carl. <laughs> right. 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 I love ready. you. Thank you for hanging out I'm, with us. I'm, I'm like I'm like Linda. I stay ready. Okay. okay. All right. Stay ready, get, then. All right. All right. We're going to get into these hot topics. into it. All right. All right, then. All right. All right. We'll put you back in the queue so you can listen to the show. Thank you so much. All right. All right. I got the first hot topic. Um, All right. What you got for us, Kettle? Oregon's, um, (laughs) they doing some shady stuff here. And where is this? Oregon, you said? Portland, Oregon. The state's new $62 million pandemic relief fund for black Oregonians will stop allocating grants and deposit the remaining $8.8 million with the federal court while legal challenges against um, it continue. 
The Oregon CARES Fund agreed to deposit its money with the court on Thursday after plaintiffs challenged the fund's constitutionality. Plaintiffs also asked U.S. Judge Karen Emmergut to issue a preliminary injunction on restraining order to stop the fund from distributing money on the basis of race. That's interesting. Um, goes on to say they contended that Oregon has violated the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution by distributing benefits on the basis of race and that they um, and other non-black individuals and businesses who have suffered because of the pandemic will be irreparably harmed if the fund is not allowed to continue to distribute money by the basis of race. So as of Monday, organizers of the Oregon CARES Fund had already approved nearly $50 million in payments and paid out more than $38 million um, to black Oregonians, black-owned businesses, and black-led nonprofits. Federal dollars used to seed the fund must be sent by December 30th. So they have to use the rest of this money before the end of the year. But I guess, um, quote-unquote, white constituents, I guess they're upset because it's uh, going to black businesses, but it's a black fund. I was just going to ask you that. If the money was earmarked for black businesses, yep. am I understanding you to say that now white people are mad that uh, they're not getting some of this money when like. all the rest of the money was allocated that uh, to so-called everybody, but they got it? Mm-hmm. And now there's one piece of money mm-hmm. that was dedicated to black businesses they want that too? Well, the fund is for, you know, black businesses and nonprofit organizations. This is like the um, United Negro College Fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it's mainly for. Those, you know, that's who it's for, those black colleges. So I, am, am I missing something, Papa Didi? What's their problem? If the money is for black mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. and the black folks were getting it, now mm-hmm. the white folks are mad. And they got an in, trying to get an injunction to stop the black folks from getting from getting the money for the black folks, mm-hmm. so that the white folks can try to get a piece of it. Yeah, now it's cooking. It's on the back burner now. Cooking. Still gonna be served up. This is served crazy. up on a on a on a glass plate of a paper plate. This is a mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but then check this out. That's okay. Crazy. So they had over seven thousand applicants for the grants for the fund remain pending. That's pending. They've said, uh, you know, they already said how much money has been put out, but 7,000 people, they're on hold now because of this. Also, observers have said it is unlikely that legal challenges would force black Oregons who receive assistance to repay the money, even if the fund and its supporters ultimately lose in court. Ain't nobody going to repay this money. This is stuff that's allocated. If it's a grant, that's the difference between a grant and a loan. A grant is money that is granted to you, as in like a gift. It is given. Well, it's just called the Oregon Cares Fund, um, and I'm assuming it's probably grant money, but or or money people have given as far as donations, or, or, or you know. But that Cares money was the majority of it was grants. Okay. Those were not loans. I mean, they called them loans, but the stipulation was that. There was no right. Doesn't have to be no paid back. Stipulation of a payback. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. These people are out of their mind. What do you think about that, Papa? Well, you know, I tell you though. Sometimes I think that it could be the fact that 
you know, black folks, if black folks are getting something or taking advantage of, they need to keep their mouth shut and just get it and talk to them amongst themselves. But, you know, like a lot of black folks just want to be so open and so, you know, and share all their shit with what they think or their white friends when they're really not. You know, they'll talk to you about stuff and they just say, yeah, well, we're getting this thing here. You may want to put it for yourself. And it's easy for black people. You know what I mean? It's just you'd be surprised the little lightweight conversations you get of people thinking you're being so simplicity with it, but other people are saying, wow, wow, damn, I didn't know that was happening. And they take it back to their own communities. I mean, because, you know, communities are so far apart today that it's just unbelievable. Right. So it seemed like it could have been a situation where too many people opened their mouth on it, and and, uh, people got word of it, and they said, well, damn, how did you take it? Because nowadays in 2020, Shit, ain't money laying around today. Yeah. In 2020 with the pandemic. People are going to soak it up. Jim going to soak it up when yeah. it comes to food banks and all kind of stuff. It's, yeah. yeah. Everybody's all backed up. Salvation Armies, Goodwills, everybody's just. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, you, know? you got a good point there. I, I, I just looked it up and it says the Oregon Cares Fund is a targeted investment. Targeted. Targeted, exactly. Keyword. Yeah. Investment in the black community from the Cares mm-hmm. Act Hello. COVID Relief Fund. This fund is meant to provide the black community with the resources it needs to weather the global health um, pandemic and um, consequent recessions. Right. That's because all the other non-black communities are already getting the bulk of all the financial assistance. Right. So this money was earmarked to make sure that the black community didn't get left behind. Right. It says it is for the Oregon Cares Fund is for black people, black-owned businesses, and black community-based organizations. So what the freak is their problem then? It's the blackness. The mu- apparently. It's the blackness. It's Keep the black. it going. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they got a problem. That's what it is. It's the blackness. They well, just <laughs> whoever whoever this group mm. is that's trying to put a freeze on this money. Mm-hmm. Number one, they're on the kiss it list. So whoever that is in Oregon, mm-hmm. that's creating all this problem. Right. Well, the um the governor Kate Brown and Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum have used a, a joint statement backing the fund and promising to defend it. So that's a good thing. Okay. So you know. So who's coming after the money then? It doesn't say. Um, Somebody's kicking up dust. White folks. There were questions <laughs> about the fund. White folks. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, there were questions about the fund's legality when the Oregon Legislators Emergency Board voted in July to allocate federal dollars to seed it. Mm-hmm. The Legislative Council's office warned that setting aside funds for one race could be considered unconstitutional without strong data and evidence showing past discrimination in the economic sphere. You've got to be kidding. Okay. Are you serious? So it's the legislators. All all this shiggity that's been showing that y'all been jackassing us for the longest time, I mean, come on now. I don't know where I got that from. (laughs) That's a good verb. I like that one. That's what y'all been doing to us. Hmm. But now, you know, you got somebody coming after this because of the dollar sign and how much it is. So, (laughs) that's what it is. Oh, y'all black, you know what, can't get this money. It's too much for y'all. Like, wait, 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 they getting all this money? We got to put it. I guess they think all blacks, as they always think, go out there and go drug it, do this, do that. 
We're trying to survive, just like you. They know these businesses are out here making money, and that's what they don't want to see. Mm. They don't want to see us to be self-sustaining, self-reliant. They don't want to see us to They don't want to see prosperity. No. They don't want to see any of that. No. They want us to always be with our hand out saying, please, sir, mm. can I have a crumb from mm. your table? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. I got the damn crumb. Okay, now. Damn All right, let's now. let's let's get off of it. Getting, my hackles are getting raised now. Look, it, it's not popular this time on the soapbox. We are. I tell you. <laughs> look, look, he might put it in one one of his segments. I know yeah. what's coming. He might come back to that one. Yeah, that's some bull on the stick. I, I I'm being agree. nice tonight. Mm-hmm. Not you. Uh uh-uh. uh. The night is young. Uh, yeah. All I'm, right. I'm dipping donuts in milk. Okay. Anyway, well, we're okay. Come back to Mike okay. and Papa Didi. What you got for us, Papa? All right, now here's another situation that's got you know. It's 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 crazy. Uh, well, the main topic is major, major league baseball is now recognizing Negro leagues as a major league. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. I'll read the story, but then I'm going to tell you the reason behind this here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, this uh, move comes 70 years now, 70. Mm-hmm. 70 years after the Negro League was, uh, you know, dis- dissolved. I mean, because time flies, you know. Yeah. And you count back 70 years, it's not a lot of time. I mean, the, the Negro League, they were playing like in the from the 20s to the, you know, late mm-hmm. 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. So 70 years ago, I mean, to be 70 years ago, Oh, it's just a, a you know a zero behind your 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 age. You know you were born. Was it nineteen sixty? I mean nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. Anyway, mm-hmm. so like, let me let me say this here. Now, Major League Baseball has announced that it's finally recognizing, finally recognizing former Negro League players as part of the major leagues. Over seventy years after the Negro League ended, the organization will now include the records and statistics of all thirty four hundred players as part of Major League history now. Mind you, if they get these numbers right, these numbers will be right up there with Babe Ruth and everybody else that they deem, you know, big time. Uh, Mickey Mantle and all these people, uh, Ted Williams, you know, uh, all all these people that are so-called white heroes weren't biting. Their batting average wasn't half as good as these black people. Josh Gibson, this guy, he said home runs with one hand. That's how strong he was. Satchel Paige was striking out people at 59 years old. You know, I mean, it was they, they just had some guys on the nigger. I mean, if you've seen a movie years ago called a Bingo Long Traveling Our Stars and Motor Kings, that was about oh, yeah, that. I remember yeah. that movie. Yeah, that was with Richard, uh, Pryor. Yeah. Richard Pryor, Billy D. Williams. They had a cast of characters, mm-hmm. uh, uh, James Earl Jones, you name it, you name it. They were in that in that movie. But on Wednesday, December 16th, Major League Baseball said the change is uh, correcting a long time oversight in the game's history, as all seven leagues were excluded in, the 19, in 1969 when a special committee on baseball records selected uh, six official leagues to go down in history and, and let them and let them out. Now, now, the main thing to see going forward is whether or not they're going to list these numbers next to people. It looks to me like they're going to have the statistics there on file, but they're going to be in a separate place. <laughs> now, here's the Negro League statistics. <laughs> they're not going to put... You know, Josh Gibson, Babe Ruth, four or five other blacks, and then Mickey Mantle, four or five other blacks, and then uh, uh, Joe DiMaggio, 
You know what I mean? They're, they're going to so blend gonna the two. They're going to have some kind of way to it's gonna be a blend separate them, list. but keep them separate. It's going to be, it ain't going to be no blend. We still, can't, we still can't mix. It's going to be cake without the fucking vanilla abstract is what it's going to be. Ooh, anyway, boy. now. It sounds yeah. like some apart. Now, but, but see, now, let's let's talk about the end game. The end game now is because if you watch baseball now, baseball is full of Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. Dominican Republics. These guys go to a news conference when the game is over. These jokers can't even speak English. But these monkeys is making $10, $15 million a year, mm-hmm. making more than white folks. And there's very few African-American black males in baseball today, very few. So what they're trying to do is get ahead of the game by putting Negroes on a list somewhere because when the list comes out 20 years from now, it's going to be all, all people of color. That's all in baseball now. The only white folks they got there is the guy with the good hair that just left the Washington Nationals. What's his name? Plays for the Phillies now. Oh, I don't know. What's that boy's name? Running around the bases, his hair flies all around. Uh, anyway. Yeah, the little cutie. I don't you know, know it's only name. it's only a few white boys in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, the whole thing I'm saying is the fact that there's about to be a huge, huge minority input in the history books. So how are you going to not, like, it's the same thing like weed is today. How are you going to have somebody in jail for weed that you, in jail 40 years for selling marijuana, you gave them 40 years, 20 years ago, and, and Colorado is selling weed on every goddamn corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's almost the same thing now. Blacks are, not only blacks, but Dominican, Puerto Rican, South American, you name it, you name it. Baseball is the whole team. I've seen some Asian guys too. That Asian, I know they the got whole nine, whole the whole league, nine. So, but I've seen some Asian guys in the major leagues now. In yeah, America. the whole thing I'm saying in a nutshell with this here, all this is is they're trying to get in front of mm-hmm. what's happening because they know the back end of that list. Mm-hmm. When 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 by the time the year 2040 comes along, all it's going to be in the record books is people of color. So how can you sue the top part here when you when the bottom ass end is going to back you up on the back end? So this is the, yeah. this is all about. Yeah, they they started. I was just looking up some history and then found the interesting. You said that about the um, Hispanics and Cubans. The first nationally known black professional baseball team was founded in 1885 when three clubs, the Keystone Athletics of Philadelphia the Orients of Philadelphia, and the Manhattans of Washington, D.C., merged to form the Cuban Giants. Mm -hmm. The Cuban Giants? The Cuban Giants. Interesting. Oh, okay. 1885, that was. And this is why they said, too, that they only picked six leagues to go down the history and didn't pick the Negro League. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, there's other Mm -hmm. leagues out there Mm -hmm. that they brought in, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, yeah, some people, some foreigners, just like today, you got some, some white white Puerto Ricans and, and white Cubans, and look, you know, ones that got that look right, or project right. that look right. or act that way. Because mm-hmm. I guess when, you, when you're when you interracial like that, just like people got interracial parents, they're black and white. Some people choose the white side. Some people choose the black side. Right. Depending on how they look, their attitude, how they're raised, what they want, what they want to be considered. Right, that's true. What interracial children have a choice. Yeah. They can go 50-50 either way. Yeah. It's amazing. But they also said that's when the Negro lead a couple of years later was, was um, created. They said the success of the Cubans led to the creation of the first recognized Negro League in 1887. It was called the National Colored Baseball League. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It was straight colored, straight, straight black too. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So is this going to mean any money to any of their descendants? I doubt it. So this is just a matter of something for the record. Give them something to read. Give them something to read. That's it. And, you know, I agree with Papa saying they're getting before the horse, though. Getting before, because 20 years from now, you got more. Because look at the people that are retired already. Papa, you know, Big Papa. Mm -hmm. Remember from the Boston Red Sox? Big Papa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Big Papa, Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. You know, all mm-hmm. these different people, famous people that retired. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Sammy Sota. These people that, that are retired now, that are mm-hmm. of color, that are in the game. They've got to be in the record book. So you, you're trying to get behind it before it gets too far away. Yeah. Basically. Interesting. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be curious to see how history records yeah. Negro Leagues when they finally make this addition. Yeah. They sure ain't gonna have Josh T- Josh Gibson's name next to Beirut. It's gonna be a whole other day. Yeah, they don't want nobody to be Beirut's ass. I don't get it, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. they were having a fit with Hank Aaron. those folks back with Hank Aaron. They were having a fit. They didn't acknowledge yeah. Barry Bonds as being the home run leader. Well, they still trying to they get him on the on the doping thing. Steroids and yeah. all that, but mm-hmm. still got to hit that damn ball no matter what you on, right? Right on. <laughs> yeah, all kind of fucking drugs, but I can still hit a damn ball. I must be okay. Well, now. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's talk about this situation in Chicago. That has been the hot story this week. Yeah. That poor sister. Now, this, of course, happened two years ago, but the video was finally broadcast on uh, out of Chicago this week, uh, and now there's an investigation being launched into the raid of a Chicago woman's apartment. Her name is Anjanette Young. She's a social worker. Where you, if you haven't seen it, you have to look up that video. It's horrendous. This woman had just come home from work. She was undressing, and at the time when what was it like twelve police came bursting through her apartment. She was completely naked in the process of changing her clothes. These cops come bursting in, guns pointed, yelling and all of this. She had no idea what was going on. So she's scared to death. She heard the commotion, and she said that in her interview, she didn't even know what was going on. She was running to her living room trying to grab something to cover herself, and she didn't even have time to do that. Next thing she knew, she's looking down barrels of guns, Mm. and she says that she was scared into compliance. She was afraid that if she did anything or made any kind of moves, that they were going to shoot her. Mm. Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago, so this Mm. happened before the Breonna Taylor incident. Mm. So she's standing there completely naked, not a stitch on, and these cops all standing there, all white cops, Guns pointed. Twelve of them. Twelve of them have kicked her door in, and and they're in there making all this noise and stuff, and she's trying to find out what is going on. And she was saying that she she went on to say at a press conference on this past Wednesday that she does not believe it's fair that the city has spent the last two years telling her that they didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Now clearly they were she was not the one they were looking for. But yet the city wow. has spent two years telling her a, that the city did nothing wrong. Wasn't it a male they were looking for? It was a guy they were looking for. Mm. A guy wearing one of those ankle bracelet things mm. that they were looking for. Now that footage just was made public as I said this week. 
uh, Ms. Young's attorney said that the city initially tried to block their block uh, his client, Ms. Young, from even getting the video because that video came from the some of the officers' uh, body cameras. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, it says the reason that they denied the Freedom of Information Act request is because it was an ongoing investigation. So Young's attorney told um, uh, Chicago ABC Channel that it was not about a protective order. It was all about a cover-up. That that's all they were trying to do mm-hmm. was cover up the whole situation. So the Chicago Police Department is saying that they're going to review their policies on warrants in January, uh, and they're going to include a revision about, you know, how to deal with when it's the wrong home that's raided and all this kind of thing. But the bottom line is that this is not the first time that these kind of things have happened. So, and again, this is like in the Breonna Taylor situation. It was a no-knock warrant. It's not like they knocked on the door, announced themselves, and she would have grabbed a robe and come to the door. She never had an opportunity to do that. They just came bursting in, kicked the door in. They need to stop that. Yeah, these no-knock warrants obviously are not working. So the other problem I'm having is that I watched Mayor Lightfoot stand there and tell people at a press conference that Tuesday was the first time that she was made aware of this situation. That she seen the video. Well, okay, that she had seen the video, right. She was full of shit. She didn't say that she didn't know about it. She said that's the first time she saw this video. It was a few right. days ago. But then she came back later and said, yes, she did have knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. But then she reminded us all that this event occurred before she became mayor. So it didn't happen on her watch. <laughs> but the investigation or the hushing of it happened on her watch. So I don't know if she's, well, I'm not going to say I don't know. I don't believe the mayor. I was rooting for Mayor Lightfoot, but mm-hmm. this is some bull crap. And for her to stand there choking back tears, saying that she feels bad mm-hmm. and she's so very sorry oh, about the whole thing, yes. Crocodile tears. <laughs> I'm like, girl, please don't stand there and cry. Yeah, Old folks call them crocodile tears. Yes. Anyway. I said, no, that's not cool. Yeah. That they need to definitely uh resolve this kind of situation. Yeah. And this sister Anjanette Young needs to get paid and paid and that's paid. all she should focus yeah. on. That's what they're trying to stop. Yeah, just settle out of court. Keep rolling and just make some changes. That's what they need to do. Well, uh, let me comment on a little bit myself. Let me just say one thing here. First of all, I believe that with that situation there, if you say it didn't happen on your watch, then whose watch did it happen on? Right. Emmanuel, okay, who just left. Yep, Ron. Now, them jerk-offs were shaking down uh, Smollett mm-hmm. from, uh, what was that show, Empire? Yeah. How long did they shake him down for that situation? Still probably shaking them down. Yeah, and that, that, that Jack Leg chief of police, that black guy who was all on him, then he got into a scandal with people, with women in the office. Right. Yes. So he's all messed up. He's all jacked up with, with some ladies in the office, some sexual abuse stuff. Okay? And then, like you said, Lightfoot comes in there, and she tries to say it's, that it's not on my watch. Well, then let's go back to whose watch it was on. Right. 
Now, now uh, the boy who's who's watching was on Emmanuel. He's trying to get a job now with Biden mm-hmm. in the White House. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, but you ain't saying nothing about that situation, that's and right. you gonna let let Lightfoot take the the the, the hood of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a minute, where, where are we going? But then you can't talk about none of that without putting right. Smollett in the mix. Mm-hmm. On how much you chase that situation. Right. Yeah. You chase that That's situation, he, but why did you chase this? Why did you chase that. Smollett that hard? But this woman here who was butt naked yeah. in a room with twelve guys watching her, chest hanging everywhere, mm-hmm. and and they they. And she kept saying, "You have the wrong house." It's yeah. She was screaming it, across. It, well, it, first it, of all, right. when you come in, you surveillance in the house. You know the cops say clear, clear, clear. Right. And when you went in the house, the house only looked like it only had one level. Right. So yeah, once it was they, just an apartment. It was an apartment. So once you scoped out the whole level, you had the place surveillance. What do you think? Somebody gonna jump out the damn drop ceilings or something? Well, see, my thing is, first of all, the woman was butterball naked. Yes, she was. She was no threat. Second of right, all, right. looking for a man. Clearly, she does not look like a man. She's a exactly. woman. Mm-hmm. And then third of all. Um, was anybody sensitive to the situation? Not at all. Not at all. They right. handcuffed but that see, woman. But see, just what you naked. said. Now, everybody in Chicago's authority is trying not to bring debate into the picture. They were just trying to keep it quiet and let it fade away. And then the old girl got a hold of it, Gail Gail King mm-hmm. on CBS. Right, but and it was, you know it, Gail but King. It was another white guy that was doing right, all the doing all the investigation. Right, right. But once they once they delivered down to Gail, and you know Gail. That's it. Okay. Yeah, she didn't call Oprah. Gail Gail to put that stuff on Front Street all week. But then my thing is with this mayor, she should have taken a different approach. No, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. She was she, she was horrible. Said, she was horrible with it. Um, horrible. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, yeah. things happened in the past. Mm-hmm. We are aware of these things. We are working things out. We don't have to know exactly right. what's going on. We are working things out, and this situation with this woman should not have occurred. Especially if you come in as an openly gay woman screaming, I am woman, hear me roar. Okay, Ooh. now how are you going to not defend the very sex that you are supporting? You're a lesbian, for God's sake. That's your people. Yep. So why the fuck are you going to just put her on the back burner and now two days later throw crocodile tears out saying, well, I'm really too sorry for her. Why? Because you're on camera now? Why? Because Gail King to put it on Front Street? But like I said, Jesse Smollett, y'all rode that shit. He handed that to you and then you was handling Smollett. But see, I go back to the fact that they handcuffed this woman completely naked. Yeah. Titties okay. out, you're vagina still, out. She's, she's like still yelling and crying, All saying you got the wrong person. I don't know what's going on, what's happening, and now they got her handcuffed, hands behind her back, and twelve white with guys, with all her you know body hanging out, and all twelve of these cops. And you know what, white around. people, if you got twelve fucking white boys in the room, you know at least four of them motherfuckers are perverts. So they probably was loving but that. But Papa, shit. you always say that the black man um, is feared. Um, apparently, they fear this this black woman. How was she oh, yeah. a threat? Well, you know, in most cases, too, and it's very interesting, too, because I've seen a movie years ago where when these guys didn't want to get busted with all these white folks coming, the guy told the guy, get undressed, get undressed. Remember that movie, he told the guy to get naked. 
so that so they wouldn't shoot them or something like that. And it was some movie I forget what it was, but it was back during the days of heavy racism. He told, told the guy, "Get naked, get naked," so they won't shoot at you or whatever. And and one guy didn't want to take his clothes off and he got shot or something like that. But just go to show you, like you said, if you're butt naked, the threat of you having a a gun or knife or anything was just was not. Was, but I tell you, I'm I'm not going to let the other guy off the hook. That previous mayor. That Emmanuel, because yeah. south side of Chicago, south side of Chicago was a mess when he was a mayor. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's one more thing: the twelve cops involved have never been disciplined. Yeah, they it's just been two about years, business. so allegedly they're still investigating. But we all saw that video. Mm-hmm. Why are they? Why weren't they like any other investigation? What do they do? They go on administrative leave mm-hmm. while the thing is being investigated. But you know what? It was it was um, got nothing. They're still going on about I don't, I whatever can't, they do. I can't remember where it was, but remember the two women. They were coming out of the grocery store. Two women and it was two kids or something. And the police officers thought they were here again. The wrong person. They were looking for a male. They made them remember lie on the floor. Oh, yeah, right, in, in the parking lot. Right, and, yeah. and then the kids were and, yeah. and screaming. Yeah. Um, there are two women yeah. standing in front of them. They don't have no kids, but you would think a woman would be more sensitive to the situation than a male. Yeah, that was that was crazy. You know, it's like when they see black, all sensitivity is gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are a criminal, that, and, and that's not right. I mean, you understand the shakedown is necessary, but once you come to the conclusion you got to back off the shakedown. You know, that lady just had a one-floor one flat there. You checked out the joint. All y'all had rifles and shit. Once you checked out the place, it was all clear. Now y'all sitting here with a woman. With a, what, what the hell? You wasn't looking and for a woman. And time elapsed while they let her stand there naked. Oh, my before goodness. Before somebody finally put something around one her shoulder. One guy grabbed a little thing on her shoulder. Yeah, but and her whole another guy grabbed her. Oh, man. It was and just, then finally somebody grabbed a quilt or something or blanket ugly, yeah. and put around the finally, front of her body. Finally, about 10 minutes later. Yeah, but she's still standing there, and they're standing there talking to her. And at yeah. one point, one of the cops told her, you don't have to shout. You don't have to shout. Yeah, I'm like, damn. I know like, she, yo, yo. but she's trying to probably do that because she don't want to get shot. She said she didn't get shot that night because she was covered. Yeah, she covered her. Yep, yep. Yeah. So Ooh, she that was crazy. She was just, you know, trying to tell them who she was, and you know, I'm here by myself. I think I heard that, and she was just trying to reassure them that she I'm. Said, I'm I've been, I've, I've never been in trouble with the law. I'm a social worker. I don't look for trouble. I'm not in any kind of trouble. Well, see, I didn't even see in the video, are you asking this woman any questions? Put some clothes on her first. That's first. Yeah. Then sit her down and say, you know, what's your name? Do you live here? Yada, yada. That thing blew. And they told her that the city was going to take care of her door. Yeah. They took, what was that they used to prop her door closed? Something that was in her house. They tried to prop the door closed. City ain't never come back to fix her door after yeah. they kicked it in and broke it all up. Yeah, they put something in there to prop it. Close. Yeah, like a trash can. And they or never came. Yeah, they like tried to write it off. They tried to write it off. <laughs> but but they also had a couple of cops that was speaking in the car after the raid, and the guy was pissed off. He threw the warrant on the on the dashboard yeah. saying, "Who the hell authorized this? Yeah, yeah. Who the, what, what the hell? Well, why did why did they? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. said who the, well, And also they got information from some kind of informant. Right. Now you don't even go in the black neighborhood. You listen to some old joker that's got a criminal record his damn self. 
to say anything to you guys, and then you get led by that. How do you come in with all that firepower and all that authority, and you ain't got proper damn intelligence? Well, what the we, fuck we haven't is up even with found that? out who they were looking for, and then second, um, what type of you know crime he's supposed yeah, to Yeah, well, have. exactly. To warrant twelve people with long guns, what the hell did he do? Exactly. Yeah. What were you looking for, El Chapo? Yeah. I mean, the way they yeah, came in there. And, they, and you know what, too, what's interesting, too, when we, when we move on, whenever you got one of these special force groups of people, there's never no black people involved in them. It's just oh, all gun ho fucking white boys. Yep. Yeah, all, we look half so stupid and humiliated. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's always gun ho white boys, and half of them were in Desert Storm, half of them been in wars and shit, and they all got, you know, they all half crazy. Oh, man, it's a mess, man. It's just a mess yeah, today. It's messy. Okay, well. Anyway, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Yeah. But the mayor, she's on the kissing list. Ooh. I, I, oh, I, I was yeah, in her corner in the beginning. I felt, you know, I felt her, when she had to meet with the other two mayors and shit, it looked all beautiful and everything. Yeah, I, I said that. I was rooting for her. Next but... time, next time the mayor of Atlanta and D.C. get together, they need to pick another goddamn mayor for the third person. Oh, this well. Here, they, uh-uh. well, this last note, I was looking at the article. It says, rating wrong addresses has cost the city lots of money in legal fees, settlements, and goodwill. No shit. Yeah. yeah. But y'all yeah. stop effing up stuff. So There you go. If you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306 and, and press 1. Press 1. Get in the queue. All right. We're going to take a break and Ooh. we'll be right back with the hit it and quit it. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party, www.apajamaparty.com, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Living just enough, just enough for the shit change. Okay, but well, why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, yes, sir, we ride tonight at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to sing. I don't know what number call. Yeah, uh, call us at 914-803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read up what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject to your own. We're liberal. We're easy. It's the same. Eastern Time, we're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6, o'clock 6 o'clock West Coast, West Coast. and uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains or <laughs> in the... Yeah, 7 
Michigan and New Orleans and all that. We're like an hour back. Yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 is the time. 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. <clears throat> All right. Okay, we're going to the hit it and quit it headlines here. For sure. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Ooh, who's up first? <clears throat> Me. It's crazy mess here. Too like some weird news or something. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about... In Wisconsin, do not go to the dentist in Wisconsin. Uh oh. He's charged with fraud, accused of chipping teeth so he could crown them. In Milwaukee, a federal grand jury has charged a Wisconsin dentist with health care fraud in connection with intentionally breaking teeth so he could cap them and charge the insurance company. His name is Scott Charmoli of Crafton, Wisconsin, used his drill to break off a portion, most often a cusp, of a patient's tooth, uh, which charges him with eight counts of health care fraud and two counts of making false statements relating to health care. The dentist, um, Charmali, a licensed dentist since 1986, he billed insurance companies for more than $2 million for crowns he put on patients from January 2018 to August 2019. Um, goes on to say, uh, Jamali uh, would intentionally show a patient an x-ray of a healthy tooth, but point to a line or a spot that he said indicated a fracture or decay. He would then tell um, the patient that um, a crown was needed. Mm-hmm. So the indictment notes, patients who believe uh, Jamali was the expert accepted his false representations and agreed um, that the crown, you know, to go ahead with the crown procedure. So crazy. This is the amount of money he received. For example, like in January 2016 to 2018, he received $318,000 out of $745,000 in claims submitted to um, Delta Dental. Uh, the grand jury found during the first six months of 2019, he collected an additional 115,000 out of the 300, um, like 53,000 in claims he submitted. So he's been doing pretty good. So that. he's chipping the teeth, and then oh. tell the person, "Oh, you're gonna have to have a crown on this tooth." Right. I'll do that for you. Right. So he's showing them a bogus X-ray, and because quote unquote they think he's the expert. And what he's doing, you know, he trusted his judgment. They um go ahead with it. So you know, insurance companies gonna pay most of it, but then you have to come out of pocket with the rest. About three hundred. That's inc- that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Make sure you put him on the kiss it list. Okay. Yeah, crown is at least three hundred dollars. Wow. Okay, your specialty on that, uh, pop. Yeah, I, I gotta get one done. Mm-hmm. And I had one done, and they both was like, well, it went up. First one was 300 and this one was like 325 You sure you can trust your dead dentist? I was going to say, you better well, no. that. I was the one to crack the tooth. Okay. And then okay. they put this little bond on it, and then they cover it up. Anyway. Well, don't go to Wisconsin. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. What you got for mm-hmm. Anyway, this is another situation, man, with another racial thing. Black family in Texas. Um, 
said the car was set on fire, house was vandalized with a Trump Trump 2020 sign and everything, and uh, black, they, had a, they had a Black Lives Matter sign out there, and, and they burnt the jab. Anyway, I read the story here. Police in Texas, not Texas now, you know, we're... Oh, where, the, where, the, where the buffaloes roam. Here we go. All right, police in Texas and the FBI are investigating after a black family awoke to find their vehicles on fire and Trump 2020 spray painted on their garage door hey. last week. All right, uh, Jalen Gibson and Charles Crawford told local media they believe the incident was brought on by their Black Lives Matter sign that they put in their yard around Thanksgiving Mm-mm. that was defaced with red paint. Anyway, um, that sign was in my yard for less than two weeks. He put it up there right after the election, and all of a sudden we had a tragedy like this, Gibson said to a, a TV station. Gibson told NBC News that uh, her 21-year-old son noticed the fire around midnight on December 9th and woke the rest of the family up, were able to leave the house unharmed. She said her 12-year-old daughter was sleeping in a room right next to the garage where the car was burning and, uh, and we had their spray paint on the front because they didn't give a shit whether people was in the house or not. This is how crazy these white folks are. Anyway, it's uh, definitely a hate crime, uh, Gibson told the outlet, but uh, the police have said they, they're still investigating. They, always, they, they don't want to call some hate crime. I don't know why. Oh. Trump 2020 was sprayed on it, sprayed on our garage. Our Black Lives Matter sign was spray painted and burnt, and our cars were engulfed in flames. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathy, like a hate crime to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kathy Schumont with the FBI Dallas Division uh, told USADA that the agency is aware of the incident and is working alongside of local law enforcement. You know, police police chief Rodney Harrison told a uh, little Elm Journal, little Elm Journal, mm-hmm. that's the hell the name of that little town, <laughs> little Elm Journal. <laughs> that it was too early to say that it was a hate crime. I tell you, they never want to call somebody a hate crime. They never want to do that. Because if you do, then the FBI because they, can get involved. Well, they also know it's going to be more time for the people. Yeah. And they, I guess they're looking out for their white people, so who knows. Right. We're working with our federal with our federal partners to get through it and uh, working on a lot of different angles and we'll see where it takes us. And we're also looking at all possible angles. All right. Gibson told the outlet uh, both cars were uh, declared a total loss. And the damage is estimated to be seventy thousand dollars between the house and the car. A GoFundMe account has raised more than seventeen thousand dollars for the family so far. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, you know what I mean? You at sleep at night, ain't bother no damn body, and mm-hmm. jokers and engulf you and burnt you, and all because <laughs> you got a. I think the people are taking their Black Lives Matter stuff in their mm-hmm. own direction. Yeah, they're taking their own direction. They same thing they did with the the guys kneeling before they before they were play yeah. football yeah. when you would never even see the kneeling. Mm-hmm. They don't even play the they don't even show the national anthem on T V. You barely see mm-hmm. the damn kickoff anymore. They trying to get that F one fifty eight Chevy commercial. Yeah. And next you know they come back and say, Oh, while you were gone, they kicked off the Redskins kicked off and the Giants were on the forty yard line. They gotta mm-hmm. tell you what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Cause you know you're not gonna see it. Right. I mean it's wow. amazing. Yeah, it is interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Texas. If something happened to me, like that, I'd get the hell out of that state. I really would. Yeah. I really would. I, I, it's the world we live in. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think I would want to hang around and fight that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. Some people, you know, they feel like, okay, you want to start something, yeah, I'm going to finish it. fuck all that sale out. I'm like, I'm bullshit. Nope. I mean, they set my car on fire. Nope. I'll, go right. live in a pro- I'll go live in a project. Spray paint is one thing, right. but you're going to burn up my car. That's a whole other thing. Like if, if I had, if I had some money, if I had good money, had a good job, I would go get the nicest house, in the, the nicest apartment in the, in the damn projects. The nicest one. Crazy. Well, I got one, a feel-good story, finally, buying that one. (laughs) LeBron James says he's trying to put together a community hub Uh that he's building and that it's all about creating change. Uh, Earlier on Tuesday of this week, LeBron's foundation unveiled their latest endeavor. It's called House 330. It's a multifaceted community center that he's putting together, or he and this organization, foundation rather, in Akron, Ohio, for families in the James I Promise program that includes a school, low-cost housing, and now he plans for this center where they're going to have financial planning, job training, physical activity, and community events all housed in a single location. So he really is trying to expand the type of services that can be offered. And uh, in this particular interview, he was reflecting on having one parent sixteen year, being 16 years old, his grandmother was gone three years later, and how the weight of his inner city upbringing in Akron was not undoubtedly part of the reason why his shoulders are now so broad. But he went on to say it's not a solo project and that he's just grateful for the community that carry him, coaches, friends, mentors, and partners. So he's just going on to talk about how his mom was literally one of these parents coming from a single-parent household and that when there were things in the community and events and all, that he was one of those kids that would be there in the community centers and things of this nature. Mm-hmm. So he just wants to create change and do something for the greater good. Mm-hmm. So he's saying if you can create change with one family, hopefully it will trickle to two, two to go to four, four to go to eight, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how many houses is he building? Uh, it didn't say how many. Oh, okay. He just said the the program is called House 330. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're working on up in Akron, Ohio. Oh, okay. That's where he's originally from? Uh, it must be, yeah. It looks like that's where he grew up. Is that where he grew up, Papa D? Yeah, I believe it is Akron, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he, is, is that, I guess that's where he started his school also, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because he's got all kind of things that he looks like this is another expansion mm-hmm. of what he's already been doing up in Akron. All right. I wanted to have like um, since it's a foundation, is it um, you know any way you can give donations and stuff? I wonder. If it's a foundation, you should be able to. You should be able to. Foundations are usually nonprofit. Right. Using, uh, so if anybody wants to look up his foundation and send donations. Feel free. Go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our hit it and quit it. Uh, we're down to the cocktail of the week. You ready for us, Kel? Sure. Cocktail of the week. Week. week All week. right. It's time for the cocktail of the week. 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 
Okay, what you got for us this week? It's called the um, Mistletoe Martini. Ooh, a holiday cocktail. Yeah, so um, I think I'm going to call it the Cranberry Mistletoe Martini. I think I like that. Ooh, okay. Uh, Cranberries involved in it. Um, The Mistletoe Martini blends the flavor of cranberry with a touch of elderflower, which is a liqueur. It's a delicious vodka Christmas cocktail most everyone will love. So, um, one and a half ounces of your favorite vodka, um, Grey Goose, Absolute, you know, whatever you prefer. Um, A half an ounce of elderflower liqueur. One half ounce of cranberry juice. A half an ounce of simple syrup. Um, And to top it off with, um, well, I'm sorry, you're going to shake that in a shaker. Um, strain it in a, um, um, what is it, the, the champagne type glass or the martini glass, I'm sorry, and um, top off with cranberries and mint leaves. Mm. Uh, but if you don't like the mint leaves, just put the cranberries on top. Oh, that's what makes it look like a poinsettia. There you go. With the berries. Right. The berries, the halle berry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. And the mint leaves. I like it. So it's the cranberry mistletoe martini. Woo! All right. Thank you, Kevin. Okay. And the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. And you can check that out on the website. Uh, hopefully by the weekend it will be up. Ooh, that was good. I'd like to try that. That sounds pretty tasty. Mm. Papa Didi, can you make us one of those over the next break? <laughs> I guess the bar is loaded, so I'm sure we can pull it off. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's see. We're down to what's popping. Are you ready for us, or are we going to take a quick break? Take a little CC. All right. Let's do that, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. Welcome back to a John Party One Your Host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is okay. time for what's popping. So, uh <sighs> Papa Didi. What's popping? Man, I tell you what. Let's talk about the fixed rubber stores, you know, Home Depots and Lowe's. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now these stores here. Man, if you're ever going to do business with Home Depot or Lowe's, 
you really need to take your ass to the store. Okay? Don't try to call either one of them jokers, okay? <laughs> I mean it sincerely. And, you know, I know that I'm calling a major corporation. I know they could be busy, whatever. So I pack my patience, you know what I mean? But they, they both those stores have an art of testing your patience and running your patience thin real quick. I mean, when you call there, first of all, you get this recording, you know, not to mention about what 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 you want, what are the, uh, whether it be you want uh, store hours or yada, yada, you know, the regular stuff. Now they got the COVID joint that comes on for five minutes. Due to COVID, 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 you got to listen to that. Guys, you can't even press a zero to get rid of that shit. You got to listen to that. They put that on the mainstay joint where you got to hear that. Now, all of a sudden, somebody finally answers the phone, and it's usually a receptionist somewhere to decide to answer the phone. And when they send you back to the department you need, that phone never gets picked up. Never, ever, ever, ever. I was calling about a, a storm door, let's say. Never got picked up, okay? So what you do then, now you call Lowe's, the competition, okay? Same scenario. Wow. Same scenario, the gamut of going through the whatever, whatever, whatever. Then you call, you finally get somebody to pick up. Hi, I can help you. And they sound like they, when they answer the phone, they're so reluctant to answer the phone because, first of all, they're not home. They got their cell phone, so they know damn well the call ain't for them. Okay? <laughs> they know it ain't for them, so they're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, the phone ringing. Aye, aye. But, I mean, the way business is, you're supposed to take care of the people in the store first and then the call. But what people should do in business, just a little advice for anybody who works in a store like Lowe's or Home Depot. I finally reached the person who told me, can I put you on a brief hold? Okay, don't say the word brief if you leave me on hold for 18 minutes, okay? Don't say oh. brief. There's nothing brief about And you know your phone, your cell phone nowadays clocks the time you've been on that call, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can look up top and see how long you've been sitting there like an idiot, you know. Anyway... So I'm on the phone for 18 minutes, okay? Now, I finally hung up. So I called back a few minutes later, and they said, yeah, can I get this apartment sitting back there? Okay, now, now when I called back and reached the person again, he denied it. Oh, that wasn't me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, I, I, I know it sounds like your voice. So I explained to him what I wanted. I said, look, uh, I need this here, yada, yada. What is the procedure for doing this, doing that, yada, yada, yada. We're talking about the regular gamut of stuff you're trying to do when you're trying to get something done, whether it be measurements or you've got to come out there, you got to buy it first, whatever. they got to call the people to install it, whatever. So I tell him a whole goddamn story, and all of a sudden at the end he said, well, well, well let me let you speak to my manager. So he puts the manager of the department on the store, right? And the manager comes on now, he got a voice of sounds like he's more authoritarian. He's more macho, I guess, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Just imagine, man. I, mean, I said, wait a minute. Do I got to explain my damn story all over again? I didn't talk to your damn co-worker for 15 minutes about what I need and everything. And now I go, well, I, you want me to all You know, he's trying to, he, he feels my attitude coming on, so he's going to try to, like, kind of knock me down more or less. And, and so I, I'm trying to tell him what's up. Well, well you got to do this, like... And, and the moral of the story is what I'm saying. I won't go on with it. Is that their business etiquette is just horrible. First of all, if you cannot take a call from somebody, tell them to leave you their number and you call them back or something. I mean, if I called the store 
and I got $500 to invest in a storm door, and you don't know how to get that $500 out of my pocket, then you motherfuckers need to really get yourself together. You know what I mean? Even when it comes to carpet, if I got $2,000 that I to put together because I'm trying to lay some carpet in the crib, and I can't even get through to even talk to somebody, I know eventually I got to go in the store, but can somebody, you know, sanctify my mind for a minute by giving me some 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 dedicated conversation that's going to lure me into the store? And then when you don't even reach the people, you kind of feel like, well, damn. And now you done went through Home Depot and Lowe's, so now what's next? Who do you go to next? What you do is you go to that little Spanish guy. They're going to do that shit and get it done. <laughs> That's who they lose out to, that little Spanish motherfucker that you lay a couple hundred dollars on, okay? They'll do your floor. He'll do your shutters. He'll do your anything. Mm-hmm. God bless them. That's all I got to say. Okay, then. Yep, that's where you go. That's where you end up. Ain't right? enough of that, boy. Well, you guys, where you go. How I know, hey, hey, Lopez. What's up? Hey, look, man, I need to stop my house with a little red ball. I need to paint it red. Okay, mm-hmm. get, a, get a lighter. Go. A painter. You want a red the ball painted? Just a ball? Yeah. Way up top of the house. A little ball up there. Paint it red. Paint <laughs> 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 a little ball. Woo, get the tallest oh, ladder right. and paint that shit red. I am done. You're all set. Maybe. That's all I needed. But thank you know, thank God for the handyman and what they do. All right. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, we'd be lost without. And put Lowe's sure. and put Lowe's and Home Depot oh, on the kids Lord. list because <laughs> both of them. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Shit, can't okay. get through them jerk offs, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's that time, cattle. All right. Lighten it up. There you go. Lighten it up. Lighten it up with the weirdness. Yeah. Okay. All right. Come on with it. I got a weird one for you. All right. Uh, This one's coming out of Bangkok, Thailand. I'm I'm probably butchering his name, but I'm going to (laughs) try. When Sorawut was looking for new types of waste to recycle, the then London-based student was drawn to millions of tons of chicken feathers Mm. being discarded every year. Now, back in the homeland of Thailand, this 30-year-old was seeking funding to continue his research into how to best convert the nutrient component found in chicken feathers. He wanted to turn it into a powder that can be transformed into a lean, protein-rich source of edible food. He says chicken feathers contain protein and that we're able to serve this protein to other people in the world and it will help reduce waste. So he said that the uh, potential appears to be huge and that there's about 2.3 million tons of feathers being dumped in Europe alone every year, chicken feathers. 2.3 million tons just in Europe. He said the prototypes that he's done so far include his version of a chicken nugget and a steak substitute that have received some positive reviews. What? That's what he said. He said that while feather-based foods cannot be categorized as vegan or vegetarian since they do come from a chicken, He said he feels that they should be considered ethical dining. Mm. 
I've never heard that term, ethical dining. Hmm. Okay. So he's planning to approach zero-waste restaurants first because he thinks that these kind of dishes are made easily from poultry waste. And um, he thinks that this is going to be a good thing. So <laughs> he's going to make some food out of chicken feathers. Oh, boy. I, I don't want to know what that tastes like. Uh, a couple people, the ones who tried it, said it was tasty. Okay. I guess it tastes like chicken, huh? Right, right. It's like the frog legs, right? <laughs> tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one here. Um, illegal winery busted at Alabama uh, town's sewage plant. Do not go to Rainsville, uh-huh. Alabama and order some wine. The uh-huh. sheriff's officials say they busted an illegal winery that was operating at a municipal sewage plant in a small north Alabama uh-huh. town. Um, the Cobb County Sheriff's Office said in a statement, it recovered an anonymous tip about an alcohol operation anonymous. <laughs> at a municipal <laughs> building in the town of Rainsville on Thursday. Investigators then uncovered what's described as a large illegal winery inside the Rainsville wastewater treatment plant. Said that three times, wastewater, wastewater. Um, photos released by investigators show glass containers, buckets, and fermenting, Rack and other equipment often used by people who make wine at home. The agency says officers seized a lot of illegal alcohol and arrested and arrests are expected. The town of 5,100 people is 100 miles northeast of Birmingham. Um, so they're making wine down in the sewer? Uh, yeah, in the sewage plant. That's just gross. Right. Put them on the kissing list. Yeah, Alabama, yeah. It says it's illegal to make limited amounts of wine at home in Alabama, but it's illegal to have more than 15 gallons of homemade wine or beer at a time. (laughs) What? Okay. Who came up with that law? I don't know. All right. Rainsville, Alabama, put on the list. Yeah, people making wine in the sewer in Alabama. Y'all on the kiss it list. Mm -mm. All right, what you got for us, Papa Didi? Man, this is crazy here. This is a man whose parents threw out his uh, porno collection. He wins a lawsuit against his parents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Against, yeah. Against his parents. Yeah. You can't get his freak on. A Michigan man, a Michigan man who sued his parents for throwing out his mm. prize-winning, oh, as man. he believed, pornography collection mm. is mm. now in line to collect a hefty reimbursement mm. from his parents. In a ruling handed down Wednesday by uh, U.S. District Judge Paul Mallory, oh, Beth and Paul uh, Wickham will have to pay their son David, 42 years old, as much as $75,000 for destroying his porn. Okay? Now, where is this? This is in Michigan. Hmm. It's in Michigan. Okay. David Wickham won a summary uh, judgment in the case. And he and his parents uh, have until mid-February to file written submission on the damages, according to uh, MLive.com. I would have <laughs> All right. Now, in his lawsuit, the younger Wickham valued the property, uh, valued his property of porno uh, of about $25,000. But his attorney, whose name is Miles Greenyard, told the uh, outlet uh, that uh, we have asked the court for um uh, Tremendous more damages and things like that due to the collection's age. The uh, it was vintage stuff and all that jazz. So they they went for seventy five and they won it. 
All right, which he believes warrant given the uh, the malicious destruction of the property and the, and the, the, the stress that it caused the son during that time frame. Yeah, yeah, he said it stressed him out that they got rid of his porno. Anyway, oh the guy, the young Wil, the Wil, well, I think they pronounced it Wilkins. The younger Wilkins moved into their to their parents' home in uh, what is called Glen Haven. Okay, on the state's uh, eastern shore of uh, Lake Michigan. In 2016, after he got divorced from his wife. Now. Oh, he got divorced. Yeah. You think all that porn had anything to do with that? I'm wondering why he was still living at home. And after he moved to Munchie, Indiana, a few months later, when he moved out of his parents' house, he discovered that he was missing 12 boxes of uh, pornographic film and magazines. Jesus. So he cataloged all that stuff. Yeah. So Paul, Paul, his father. Apparently he confessed to destroying the collection in an email, mm. and his email said, "Frankly, David, <laughs> I did you a big favor by getting rid of all that smut." Yeah, I don't give a That's what he told com. He reported to m.com in uh, September 19th. He said, "I would have done the same if it was a kilo of crack cocaine or or mm. marijuana, what have you." Right. All right. Mm. The son denied that any of the pornography was illegal. A detailed list of his porno collection was entered to the court, which helped him win the award. Mm. And he showed the court that he uh, lost over uh, 1,605 individual titles of uh, pornographic DVDs, movies, VHS, uh, also magazines of all type of uh, descriptions, you name it, and uh, he also he had all kind of crap. And he also had fifty sex toys in his collection. Wait a minute. Now some say it's illegal. Now here, where he is, is in not. Indiana. This was there, Indiana. This is actually in Michigan. Michigan. In Michigan, so he had fifty he had sex toys, boxes and boxes of videos. One hundred and one thousand six hundred and five different individual uh, DVDs. VHSs, mm-hmm. magazines, pictures, you name it. I mean, did he have a job? Because you got to have time. I guess they look at all that stuff. Well, it's just stuff that he collected, I guess, over Yeah, time. It, was, it was a collection. Yeah. I mean, you know. Wow. The fact that it's porno is a whole other story. Look at what's the name. Mm-hmm. This is why Kobe Bryant and his mother was estranged, because she tried to sell his high school jerseys and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He left, wow. You know how you leave stuff at your mama's house? Oh, and then yeah. mama's up there wheeling and dealing that stuff like she's some kind of baller. Mm. I mean, wouldn't you want to keep that of your son's high school days? As it... Especially if he made it to the NBA. Yeah, and that's why Kobe said, oh, no, but y'all full shit. Okay. He must have either been strapped or whatever. I don't know as far as yeah, money well, I think they were getting along when he when she did that. But when she did that, they, they mm-hmm. uh, and like you could tell about it at the funeral how that family had nothing to do with that funeral. They were not included. They mentioned them, but they were not. Nobody came up and said a word. Nobody was talking about it. It's, man, I tell you, boy, family, a strange family members is a deep mm. thing, boy. Yeah. Heavy stuff. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, weird news. Yeah, that was weird, all right. Yeah. Well, are getting paid, you know. I'm still turn, tripping turn, off turn. of the fact that this dude moved back home with his parents mm. after the divorce. And then when his dad threw out some of his porn... No, as he got home, as he moved out of the parents' house, then he knew that it wasn't there. Right, well, I'm saying his dad threw it out while he was there. Yeah. And when he realized it, instead of just being pissed, 
You gonna sue your father? Yeah, but why didn't Dad say something before you threw it out? Why would you just think? That? I don't know. Because he knew what he threw out. He said, right. "I threw that smut away." I'm like, "Well, right. he, it was my smut, my smut." He could have said something. He said, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna remove it. Then either you have to leave, or you yeah, have to move I mean, that stuff somewhere yeah, else. Go get yourself a shed or that's something." True. But that's the thing I could have said. I don't want it in my house. Right. Get it out of here. Yeah, that was it. But, he decided, I'm going to get it out of here. Right. And then, see, my thing is, fighting with the court, even though he had everything cataloged, he had had it for a long time, uh-huh. you're living with me. You're on my property. It was on my property. So don't I yeah. have some rights? What's up? Man, exactly. You came that. You came home tucked to me after you and your wife couldn't work things out. And that's probably so why. So I took you back in. <laughs> right. Gave you a, you know, shelter. Yeah. And you going to Whatever. See and now you want to take me to court? Right. Because, you know, they didn't really get into detail, but they could have been pastors or, you know, religious people. And, you oh, know, I ain't even giving them that much credibility. No, I'm talking about the But I, I'm saying right. I ain't even giving them that much credibility. Right. But it's still. But I do agree yeah. that it wasn't his to throw away. Mm-hmm. But to take your parents to court, though, yeah, that's some foul stuff. Yeah. But all right. Let's take a quick break, get some ice in these glasses, and we will be back on the other side with I'm Just Saying. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party One. You lose Papa Didi, me with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into, I'm just saying, with uh, red wine. Uh, what's going on tonight with, uh, I'm just saying? Uh, well, tonight I want to talk about Dr. Jill Biden. Uh-oh. Mm. I want to talk about that. So tonight I'm just saying, if she earned it, she can use it. Now, on Saturday of last week, the Wall Street Journal published uh, this op-ed, you know, opinion piece from someone who apparently is a long-standing Wall Street Journal contributor. This person, I was about to call him a jerk-off, but Mm -mm. Mm -mm. this person, Joseph Epstein, a.k.a. the (laughs) jerk-off, and the name of the piece that he wrote was... Is there a doctor in the White House? Not if you need an MD. Now, here's the first paragraph of what he wrote. 
Mm-hmm. He said, Madam First Lady, Mrs. Bynum, Jill, kiddo. I'm like, kiddo? What? So he, he goes on to write a bit of advice on what may seem like a small thing, but I think it's a, not an unimportant matter. Any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent, not to say a touch comic. Your degree is, I believe, a doctor of education earned at the University of Delaware through a dissertation with the unpromising title, Student Retention at the Community College Level, Meeting Students' Needs. A wise man once said that no one should call himself doctor unless he has delivered a child. Think about it, Dr. Jill, and forthwith drop the doc. Now, this is what this idiot wrote, Mr. Idiot Jerkoff Joseph Epstein. Okay, so first of all, I'm just saying if she earned it, she can use it. Now, it takes a lot to earn a PhD in anything. It takes time, effort, and money, whatever the topic. So if Mrs. Jill Biden earned hers, then she has the right to use that title of doctor in front of her name anytime she feels like it. Second of all, Mr. Jerkoff Epstein, don't you have more important things to worry about? Do you have a Ph.D.? Are you just jealous? What's your problem? And why the hate toward Dr. Biden? And let me ask you this, Mr. Jerkoff Joe Epstein. If this was a man in the same position, would this even be an issue? Or is this just you being a sexist piece of trash? I'm just asking. Here's the thing. Dr. Jill Biden will be the nation's next first lady. She has a doctorate degree. And if you had any respect for decorum, you would just call her by the name that she prefers, which is Dr. Jill Biden. You need to learn how to put some respect on her name. And it's a shame that people like you have voiced their sexism, but it's also a good thing that you did because now you've revealed yourself and now we know exactly who you are and what you are. A sexist, jealous, chauvinistic piece of garbage. So thank you so much for letting us know. As Maya Angelou once said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So I believe you, Mr. Joe, Joseph Epstein, jerk off that you are. Thank you for revealing the truth about who you really are and being so transparent. We really appreciate that. And that's all I'm going to say about it. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, if she earned it, she can use it. You don't like it? Too bad. Suck it up. So I'm putting Joe up, Joe Epstein, Joseph Epstein, on the kiss it list. Piece of garbage that you are. I mean, really, the, the the nerve, the gall, the audacity to come for Dr. Biden like that? Anybody send for you? But now that we know about you, 
you best believe we're coming for you. Well, you know, as um, Joe Madison says, listen with the third ear and see with the third eye. If you listen to some of the stuff he said in there, now, if you're a person of the world yourself, you can almost recognize what his whole objective is, you know. Mm-hmm. First of all, he comes out with this typical middle-aged man, Caucasian, dry-ass humor. Exactly. Right off the top. Right off the top. I mean, he can't even help himself. He's so fucking old and so fucking white. He can't yeah. even help himself. The can't fact even that help you himself. went and researched what her PhD Oh, he knew everything about it. He knew all on? about it. He knew all about like, it. Dude, really? But when he came in and said... Babe, you know, I don't know if you remember the movie Die Hard, the original one. The guy that was on Coke and said, Look, why don't we go ahead? Look, why don't I tell you what you need? We can get this thing done. The guy that was in there with the dark hair, he was one of the end up, they ended up killing him, but he was he was one of the people that worked in her office mm-hmm. and wanted to give her, turn her in for being married to uh, the guy. Anyway, so the guy comes off with all, and then he uses this fourth whiff term, which is straight in New York, you know. Like, they say it a lot on Blue Bloods and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Fort Worth, Fort Worth, you know. That's a typical, you know, New York, uh, Hoboken, New Jersey kind of, you know, overtone. You know, he obviously explained where he's from, what he does. I mean, he he, he told more about himself just by his language than anything else. Anybody that listens extensively to the way he was talking, the words he was saying, and, and how he shook her down, he's definitely a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Okay, off the top, you know, because that's why he's beating her down like that. And like you said, what do you care about what she achieved? I mean, what, what is exactly? That? Why are you so concerned about it? You know, and then you're gonna then you're gonna have your stuff run in the Wall Street Journal where everybody can read it. But a lot of people in this world really suffer from a a real state of not thinking before you talk, and that's big True. today. Some people bring shit out of their mouth and it didn't go it didn't go past their brain at all. Mm-mm. That shit went straight that's, from the That's what I call vocal diarrhea. Yeah, that went straight from Some the Some people the, really do suffer from that. Oh yeah. Went straight from the tongue to the lips and right out the door. Didn't even go through the brain at all. Nope. And which is a lot of things today, you know, we'll I'll talk about that later and uh Well, I mean we're segment. ready for you. You ready for me? Okay, yeah, let's you know, let for see, let's talk about these white dudes now that uh Burned up these uh, Black Lives Matter signs in D.C. Oh, now, yeah. now you get a permit to protest, but the first thing you do is you go vandalize a damn church. And if you notice, when you look at these white boys, they all wear the same shit. They all wear, you know, and I'm talking like this because I'm a little pissed off. If you look at them, they all got their little renegade stuff on. You ever see the way they dress? Mm-hmm. Got their little backpacks on, their little armbands, and their little their little ties around their little neck, and they got their little, you know, they all they all like they all like almost like SWAT guys without a SWAT uniform, like, and they all got the same look, and they follow the one guy that got the most traditional stuff. He got the bandana with the little, he's got little 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 different banners of of pins on them. They got different races, different things, and, and they all dress with that there. And then, But there again, I tell you, the white man can never do nothing by himself. He's always got to have 30 people to do something. I'm here they burning a little Black Lives Matter sign, and you got 50 people standing around it. And they squirting lighter fluid on the joint. You know, people said it was gasoline. It wasn't no gasoline. Gasoline, they were blowing the fuck to hell. It was lighter fluid like you spray on charcoal. Mm-hmm. They blowing, they throwing lighter fluid on it and burn the side. But they went, the biggest thing I'm saying is they went and defaced a church, two churches. 
you're going to just take it off their property. The only thing I say nowadays to anybody, whether it be Tyler Perry, um, who else you just said was building some stuff, uh, LeBron, LeBron James, mm-hmm. no matter what we do today, the first thing we have to build is surveillance. You know what I mean? Whatever you do today, if you're building any kind of empire for black people, toward black people, whether it be schools or anything, you've really got to get you some surveillance cameras. Because we've got to see these jokers coming. And we got to see what they do. we got to put them on tape. And these, these cameras got to be real inconspicuous, you know, real small, right. real little and real, real, real discreet. Because they're a mess. They're, they're coming. And they're, they're pissed off or whatever. Who knows what? You know, a lot, a lot of them don't even have a life. A lot of them are straight trailer park, trailer park trash. They ain't never done nothing. They never achieved nothing. They never going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they're just out there angry as hell. And they're pissed off because Trump's pissed off. Trump's been playing golf for the last two, three weeks. He ain't done shit. You, ever, you heard Trump say anything? Nope. Talk about anything over the last couple weeks? Other than the election, no. He ain't saying nothing about nothing. And then they got hacking going on, and he ain't involved in that. He don't. He don't care. He the man wanted to win the election so bad that he put his heart and soul in it. And now he's heartbroken. He is literally hard. He could not believe that many people. That many people voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. He cannot believe it. He's like that. Ah, fraud, fraud. He's still confused. Come on, over man. Him. You the one that said you're gonna raise hell on November third. So why the hell are you blaming something on other people when you were the one that promised all the hell raising? You know, I just I don't understand. I don't understand. I just I can literally say for the record that white folks are some of the craziest motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> they really are. And I mean it. I mean I think that some of them are just and I'm not speaking of all of them, you know, some of them are cool, but then let's lot of them are suspect. But they just you know, they got so many issues from their past. And then a lot of them get a decent job and they move forward and they jump in these neighborhoods that they feel like now that they're in the neighborhoods and black people aren't there, like you're doing better than us than you're doing. Let me, let me me get it straight. You're doing better than us in a place that we don't want to fucking be. How about that? You know what I'm saying? You live in Annapolis and you think you're doing better than us in Annapolis. And I don't want to be in Annapolis. You know what I mean? I, there's no way you can give me a house in Annapolis and I wouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to go there. My connections aren't there. My constituents aren't there. My friends aren't there. My surroundings aren't there. I don't give a crap about that. And then they go beyond, further, further, deeper in it, deeper in it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get out beyond. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go into 20 miles past Annapolis. I'm right on the river. Yeah, by your goddamn self. Nobody else wants to be the fuck over there by the river in the fucking dark. What the hell's over there by the river in the dark? Oh, I'm there. I'm 10 miles past Pasadena. I'm over there by a boofuck. Boofuck is a boofuck. is a little the last town you get to in Maryland before you go in the fucking drink. The last town I get to before I go in the drink? Okay. I mean, it's almost like Cape May. You heard of Cape May, New Jersey? Cape May, New Jersey is the last month in town before you go on the drink. You can get on the, the um, what do you call that? The, uh, the turnpike? No, nah, not the turnpike. The parkway. Okay. New Jersey Parkway. The end of it. The fucking end of it. 
I mean, the very end when the shit run out, when the sign says Parkway will end here. Okay, you have Cape May, New Jersey. Nice there. A lot of beaches, a lot of bed and breakfasts and everything. But that's it. It's you and water. Oh, I live in Cape May. Yes, you do. By yourself. I don't want to be there. I can't. I had a visit. took me two hours to get here. You know, and now I got to drive two hours back to Trenton, so to speak. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's. I mean, I'm just saying, I just think people, where you live is where you live. Stop thinking where you live is so special that you're doing better than somebody because you're somewhere that nobody else wants to be. And I'll leave it at that. All right. I follow you. You know what I mean? Big man. What was that other place? Bum what? Mm. <laughs> He's trying to be on the edge. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how. Uh, is it Erie? I think that's the that's the last stop. You can't go no more. Erie, Pennsylvania. That's it. Mm. I've been there, mm. done that. Had a t-shirt. Man. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we bought a house. Me and my wife bought a house. We out. No lights. Dark as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me is when there's when there's no street. No lights. street lights. Mm-hmm. Dark as hell. Sun go down. Anyway, let me. Go ahead. If 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 we got any folks out from K May, we still love you. <laughs> Appreciate you listening. <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Yep. And we coming back with Kettle and the Hollywood rapper. All right. He got some juicy stuff for us tonight. We'll be oh. back on the other side of the break. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? Right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. From Swat, darling. It's time for Kettle and the oh. Hollywood Wrap-Up. All right, all right, all right. Come on, Papa. All right. We're on. Appreciate it. Um, all right, all right. If you guys are fans of The Masked Singer Season 4, the winner has finally been revealed. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'll go in third place. Third place was Nick Carter. He was a crocodile. Um, he's one from, from one of the, um, boy bands. I'm not sure which one. Oh, is it Backstreet Boys? I believe so. And, uh, the, uh, Mushroom. It was interesting because I wasn't sure it was male or female. But um, they kept saying he, so, you know, it was a male, but it was aloe black. 
Yeah, but that Ella was Black. Mm-hmm. That was. Yeah, Ella yeah. Black was the mushroom. He really, he, really he won one of the um, contests. I'm not sure. It wasn't the, it might have been the Voice. I think it was on the Voice. He was one of the first contestants. Was he really? Voice. Yes. Yes, Ella Black. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, and the winner up was the Sun, which was Leanne Ryan. Oh, you seeing her behind off. You yeah, know what I'm she saying? has a beautiful voice. She does. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, and uh, they do have coming up um, the Masked Dancers. Um, oh, I boy. forgot the comedian's name, but he's going to be hosting that, so it's going to be interesting. But I'll, I'll get more into that um, another time. Um, so that was the Masked Singer uh, runner-ups and winners. Well, my boyfriend, he's in the news, Tom Cruise. He tore his Mission Impossible 7 crew a new one for not following COVID guidelines. Earlier this week, Tom Cruise angrily called out two crew members on the set of Mission Impossible 7 for failing to uh, follow the COVID-19 regulations on set. Okay. He said they weren't even six feet apart. Mm. He saw two crew members standing too close to one another while looking at a computer. So, um... Oh, that's what they were doing. Yep, he said, "If you, um, if I see you doing that again, you're fucking gone." That's exactly what he said. Okie dokie. Sounds like he was pissed. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know they blew it all out of proportion. Um, Cruz further expressed his frustrations with the two crew members um, disregarding the rules because people are losing their homes due to the industry shutting down. And the um, and responsibility of their actions could lead to future loss. So let's just be safe out there on these sets. I mean, they try to get these movies, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, they're lucky and, that they're able to even shoot anything. Yeah, and they have to. They they their guidelines are probably more stricter than ours is. So mm-hmm. you know, because they're in proximity of each other. You know, the close proximity. So it's um it's important to follow the rules. All right. And, uh, you know, some other actors and stuff, they were um, voicing their opinions, um, you know, on social media also. Um, Got a new uh, Stephen King movie called The Stand. Whoopi Goldberg, she's been really um, advertising it because she's in it. She plays a 107-year-old woman. And um, The Stand is an American dark fantasy streaming television miniseries. Is based on the 78 novel of the same name by Stephen King. Um, and it was released on the, uh, yesterday, 17th. Oh. You know what? Can I just interject briefly? Sure. I read that book years ago. Okay. That book freaked me out. Because <laughs> that story is like, it's crazy. Okay. So I'll be interested to see how they did the, the movie. Right. Because the they said it was kind of spiritually based. It um, is. So... Uh, I mean, it's still kind of weird. Uh, it it was, yeah. It you just have to see it, but okay. yeah, okay. that book definitely made made me think. But okay. it did freak me out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything Stephen King, you know how it goes. You know, he's a strange character, but he he writes some good things though. Uh, also in Hollywood news, Vanessa Bryant has denounced a lawsuit from her mother, claiming she is old years of pay. For working as an unpaid assistant and support promised by Kobe Bryant, oh. basketball legend. Um, uh, Bryant issued a statement on Thursday saying her mother was trying to 
quote unquote extort a financial windfall. Mm. Um, the 48 page lawsuit filed by Sophia uh, Lane, uh, that's the mother, 68 claims Kobe Bryant quote unquote promised to take care of her mm-hmm. um, for her life. You know, for life. For her whole life? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant's promise did not see the light of day as he is now deceased. And Vanessa Bryant took um, each and every step she could um, to avoid and cancel all of um, Kobe's promises. Oh, really? The lawsuit claims, asserting that Vanessa Bryant never intended to honor those wishes. Wow. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. So, you know, um, she's seeking $5 million. A house and a Mercedes. Oh. She wants a Mercedes SUV. Okay. All righty. Well, I think, well, from, you know, I think she's going to probably end up getting it. Um, it's just those different laws out there. <laughs> they, uh, you know, cater to those types of things. And uh, last but not least, Taylor Perry, a longtime girlfriend, Jalila Decal um, have broken up. Tyler mm. Perry has revealed that he is a single man. Mm-hmm. He uh, reported on Instagram. He says, well, it goes on to say the 51-year-old producer and actor revealed on Instagram on Wednesday that he is single now, having a quote-unquote midlife crisis. Oh, my. Um, yep. They have a six-year-old son. And uh, it's the amicable spit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was that an announcement or a warning? <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I think he just wanted to sign out the deal. I think it was a quote-unquote contract. So mm-hmm. I'm quite sure she got paid substantially well. So okay. Yep. All right. That's your report? That's my report. All right. That's the report for the week. Yeah, but the mass single was good. It's going to be interesting to see the uh, mass dancers, see what that's going to be about. <laughs> it just sounds dangerous to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to dance is, like, tricky enough, but to dance with a mask on <laughs> where your visibility is limited... It just sounds like lawsuits and accidents. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm quite sure they took some precautions. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're down to the uh, kiss it list, Papa Didi. Can you tell the audience what exactly is the kiss it list? Some of you have been building on all night. People have been jerk-offs and mm-hmm. showed their butt, and uh, we're going to put them on blast. All right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Who you got? I Let's got see. Home Depot and Lowe's first and foremost. <laughs> don't oh, call yeah. there. Do not call. They're not. They gonna pick up the phone? They don't. Oh my God. <laughs> they tripping. All right. I have um, the Chicago police with that no knock warrant mm-hmm. and those twelve cops oh, that yeah. went into that sister's apartment and totally disrespected and violated her. Every 12 of them, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mayor? Oh, yeah, Mayor Lightfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to put Mayor Lori Lightfoot on the list. And the previous mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Rahm Emanuel. Put Rahm Emanuel. Because he, he pushed it underneath the rug. He mm-hmm. sure did, because he could have handled that, but he did, he chose not to. Right. And the chief, the ex-chief of police, 
mm-hmm. who didn't handle it when it happened on his watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Pence, <laughs> if you didn't see that show this morning where Mike Pence got uh, the vaccine, uh-huh. and then he's going to give the nurse a thumbs up, talking about good job, good job. Then he goes and gives this little plastic ceremonial speech or something. Mm-hmm. But I was laughing because whatever network I was watching, before he could even get into his little speech, the reporter came in in the picture and picture and just started talking over top of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, bravo, because we did not need to hear that bull crap. Yeah, I agree. I, I um, cool. Oh, the uh, legislators in Oregon yeah. who voted to try to, uh, who did vote to freeze the money that was for Black businesses mm-hmm. in Oregon that care money. Okay. They're on the kissing list. Also, that jerk off, sexist, chauvinistic piece of crap, Joseph Epstein, who wrote that uh, op ed piece in the Wall Street Journal questioning whether Dr. Jill Biden should be allowed to use her title of doctor mm-hmm. because she didn't deliver a baby. That she's not a medical doctor. Man, kiss my non PhD having ass. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, sorry, I jumped they ahead of the. Ooh, that makes me angry. Hey, these people are Trump supporters. Crazy. They really are. Um, the people who came into D.C. for that rally, pro Trump rally, mm-hmm. and uh, disrespected those churches, vandalized churches. Vandalized churches. Burn signs. You got to permit the protest, and you're going to go around robbing you. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, did we get the people in Texas who terrorized that family? Oh, burnt their car up. I have the the, the Dennis Jamali that's um charging folks for these um yes crowns, breaking teeth, and then charging people to fix them. The um 42 year old man who sued his folks for the porno pictures. Oh yeah, and uh, Rainsville, Alabama, for making the Bogus wine in the damn sewage place. Exactly. Who does that? Red wine Who the hell is making wine down in the sewer? Right to check your wine, girl. They, this came from California. Okay. That's all I know. Oh boy. Uh, Trump for sitting there quiet when all these things are going on. Uh-huh. The government and several branches of the government are being hacked. By allegedly the Russians. Oh yeah. But Trump yeah. isn't saying a word about that. Playing golf every day. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, anybody else? I think that's enough. Mm. I can't think of the other Republican. There's a. I don't know if he's a senator or, you know, a representative, but mm. he's been going around talking about he's not going to get the vaccine. I'm like, dude, if that's how you felt, you just needed to keep that to yourself. Right. It's enough stuff going on with people having issues with this, and they didn't need that. Well, I don't want to be around. And you're a Republican. I'm like, you you ain't even helping the cause. Uh-uh. Stupid. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Nope. What we got for him? Got Trump? Okay. And Trump again? Okay. Okay. We got a special gift for everybody on the Kiss List. And here it is. Kiss my entire my 
Welcome back to the Pajama Friend Party. Uh, I'm one of the Papa Dee. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to Well, we're up to the last word. It's been a good show, everybody. So, uh, what's your last word, Papa Dee? Uh, my last word is the weather's changing. So, break out your, your gloves and your, you know, your long underwear or whatever you use. However, you insulate yourself, you know, layer up because it's telling you it's starting to get cold. We've had some nice, nice uh, summers and springs and everything, so we're not used to that cold weather. So, the 30s is going really bite for a minute till your blood gets thick. So, dress up. Okay. What's your last word? My last word is happy holidays to everybody. Don't get out here and go buck wild because uh, next year is right around the corner. So take it easy out here. Be safe. That's all I have to say. Oh, one last thing. To that jerk off, uh, Joseph Epstein, shame on you. And if your parents are still living, they're ashamed of you too. Hmm. Wow. That's my last word. Okay. Yes, I did. All right. There you do. <laughs> <laughs> What's your last word, Cal? Um, my last word is um, just stay safe out there. Um, yeah, just stay safe. Buckle up. We got some more riding to do until we can um get past this stuff here. Um, just buckle up and just hold on and. Let's just stay safe. Like like uh, Governor Hogan said, just wear the damn mask. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he says. And um, one last note on the Hollywood um, wrap-up, Viola Davis. She is starring in um, a movie called Ma Rainey. Um, she's co-hosting with Chad with Boseman. They said that was his last movie before he passed. So mm. it's uh, called Ma Rainey. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's a jazz uh, singer. Yeah, she was a blues singer. Okay, back in the 50s. 50s? Mm, I don't know. It might have been before then. Okay. Yeah, whatever that last might project. Might have been the 50s. I don't yeah, know. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's going to be on Netflix. Oh, okay. And I believe it's premiering today. All right. All right. Um, look for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, shout out to our callers. Shout out to our listeners. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Appreciate you so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll do it again next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that it? All minds and hearts are clear. We're signing off. I think so. Good night, everybody. Yep. All right. All right. Good night and bonsoir. Bonsoir. From the Pajama Party crew. Shout out to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for paying the bills, keeping us on the air. We do appreciate it so very much. And until next week, we bid you adieu. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night.
Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, people will see you. No flowers allowed. Summer party.